0: Let's get back to the Connor Happer show on 1620
1: the Zone. All right, welcome back to the Connor Happer show here on 1620 the Zone and on 1620 thezonecom uh, Munson is uh, just you know taking a peek around and he's like, What's going on, on your uh, on your screen there? And he noticed Josh's <laughs> Josh's work. There you go, the Connor Happer show. Cold cuts, hot that's takes. That's wonderful. That's my life. That's what I do. That is great. That's what I went to school for. That's cooking my my it up. Life. That's what I do. Oh yeah, there's plenty more in there, Josh. You want to flash through a couple of them? Oh yeah, uh, sure. See, uh, uh, just see, here's Connor Happer. Jail seems fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a quote from him. <laughs> Vote Josh Rodson for mayor. I live here. Yeah, that's classic. That's a good one. Connor Happer, king of sixteen twenty, the zone. Because someone one time said I have good takes. Mm -hmm. That was nice. Uh, Here's Adam Sandler wearing a Creighton jersey. (laughs) Root for the Jays with Adam Sandler. Here's my head on top of the Cleveland Advent (laughs) Indians owner on Major League and Fred Hoiberg on top of the manager. Trash Nebraska basketball for some reason. Well, be good. (laughs) Yeah, Nebraska. there's some good stuff in there. So that's Josh as well as uh fielding phone calls from credit card companies yeah. that are looking for the person in charge.
0: Were they oh. listening to us offline or something like that? <laughs> I don't
1: know what I don't know what was happening this right place there. This place
0: is bugged, Brian.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Hey, by the way, somebody um Cody asked on our text line. He asked, "What is uh, what is Munson's tie to Columbus, and is he actually Sipple's brother?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sipple love hearing that one. So I am not Sipple's brother that I know of. Um, That's good. But no, he's. Uh, I grew up in the same neighborhood. Uh, odd. odd. It was Sipple Sipples were a big family. Uh, he had a sister that was a year uh, ahead of me. Class of 92. I graduated from Columbus High School in 93. So Tim Carpenter, uh, so Jackson Carpenter's uh, old man, he and I played football together in high school. Corey Schlesinger was a senior when we were freshmen. Um, But yeah, I've been... Grew up in Columbus, went to Kearney, played football in Kearney, and then I've been down in Texas. This will be my 25th year in Texas.
1: You just thread it. So you and Simple are just threaded together by Columbus.
0: We right? are. Right? I, and I told him, I was like, you know, I said, we got to do a better job around here. Like when I come back, I said, we got to hold it down for Bus. So, and, and that's, <laughs> that is really, that's really my goal. You, you like know, when 100%. I come back here, yeah, it's like discovers, man, <laughs> you know, like one of those deals.
1: You're not Lakeview guys. Uh, No, no,
0: no, not, no, no, not a Viking, not a Skoda Shamrock. You know, we are, we are discoverers. That's good. That's good.
1: Uh, Tell me about the event last night. I mean, you've, you've been describing it to me a little bit at, uh, over at St. Michael's in Lincoln. Uh, Sounds pretty cool.
0: It was tremendous. Um, Like I said, few coaches were there, you know, Coach Foley was just kind of hanging out um, and you had uh, Satterfield was there and uh, Coach Cooper and Cooper killed it. These guys know how to get
1: the crowd going. They know how to work the room.
0: Cooper had some stories about, like, just recruiting, particularly the Jeremiah Charles uh, recruiting story that he had about, like, going to a basketball game to watch the tight end commitment. And then all of a sudden, this guy's coming through the line and he's doing 360s and tomahawks and, you know, taking off from the free throw line. And of course, I went and saw saw him play basketball too. And, he could jump out of the gym, and you know now he's doing like triple jump and track. He's running the sixty, so he's super fast. And I tell you what, Cooper dropped the nugget last night that Charles is going to be in the mix to potentially play next year. Maybe, maybe, maybe even start. But I mean, that's really it's where stuff was at.
1: Because I was, I was thinking about that, and, and and I do want to ask you more about that last night. But like while we're on it, I was, I was thinking about some guys that might have the chance to whether they're freshmen or redshirt freshmen play next year, and I think th- I, off the face, there should be a bunch of guys in that mix, Yeah. but also they have so much returning that it's hard to like find spaces. It'll be good, I think, for the sake of development to get those guys right in the right, re- like small roles at first, yeah. and then you just kind of let them go, rather than what it was last year, which ended up being like, here's the fire hose, like put your face in front of
0: it. Especially on defense, right? I mean, yeah. if you're, I mean, you, you lost a couple guys in the secondary, but I think that, you know, if we sat down and look at the roster, I think we could kind of just like put tick mark, tick mark, tick mark and just go, here's your five. Right. Yeah. And may, maybe maybe here's a sixth or a seventh guy that could could play. I think the linebacker position is really interesting. I mean, you know, you, you've you got a couple guys there that you have to replace. Uh, I don't you know, I mean, does Stephon just Stefan just kind of step in. He was there last night. Stefan Thompson from Syracuse. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting to see how that's going to work. But, I mean, I think you can kind of look at, like, you know, Ty and Huttmacher and Len Hart and kind of go, well, there's your three. You, yeah. get, you get yourself a Van Poppel. Well, you you get know a, what they are. You right. get a Kai Wallen that kind of mixes in and an Ubin Milan. you know, potentially does his hand in the dirt a little bit too. So, I mean, I think the defensive side of the football is written a little bit more in pen than I think the offensive side is. And, and I think that – I think, uh, you know – I think the offensive line is, you know, got a spot or two up for grabs and I think the wide receivers are are, you know, you got to pencil in those the, the two portal guys. I mean, I was just telling you about it offline. Banks and and Nayor were there last
1: night. Nayor, I I was blown away. That's one that I mean, he is we've huge. Heard, we've heard all this stuff about Banks and they they love him and there's a lot of reasons why. I haven't heard much about Nair. You know, so
0: second team ACC. I get it. Like that dude. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am not glossing over Banks at all. And because I mean, they, they could. The, the people that are listening are probably on Red Sea Scrolls. They're probably going, "Oh, write oh, it down, Munson, Yeah, Munson said this or whatever. And we're going to go back and you know and do yeah, this. But let, let me check and see if there's a live yeah,
1: thread going. on. I'm right
0: telling now. you, if I was a cornerback against either one of those two guys on the field, um, I I would be terrified they were they were really super big guys and they were af- they're athletic looking i really feel like the 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 spring here is going to do them a big a bit give them a big boost
1: yeah well i mean they didn't have anybody like that last year <laughs> no
0: no not at all i mean these are these are difference makers and i think the guys that are in the room you know yeah, uh, Lloyd and Coleman and you know all the rest. Of them. I think that they're gonna and and oh, yeah. I hate to skip over Jaden. I think Jaden. I think you and I have talked about it. If that dude's not hurt at the start of last season, I really think that he's having more of an impact as a wide receiver. So I'd really keep an eye on Jaden.
1: Yeah. So I think they they're they're gonna have some options there. Um, maybe not you know guys that you like can like like you said pencil in and say this sure. is what they're gonna be for production just because they haven't done it in Nebraska uniform yet. Right. But they 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 might have options there. Okay, we asked up uh, Oh, and by the way guys, a couple of people are texting in about um uh and tweeting in about the stream. Oh, yeah. We're yeah, Josh, give them the details on that. We're off for a little bit. Right? Uh they are updating the computers on the stream. Yeah. So, give it, us give us some time. Yeah, it should we we're, we're told it should be quick. Okay. So, we'll yeah, see. that's what's happening right now. Um don't don't worry about it. But we get one from the uh from the text line on the on the 402 here. Uh question for Munson. Not sure if you've talked about Willis McGahey Jr. Mm. I, I think he's going to be a beast at Nebraska. What does Munson think? Sorry if it's a repeat question.
0: It's no, not- no repeat question there. I love McGahee. I think it's really going to be interesting to see him kind of fall into the the Jack position. And I, I think he's a natural pass rushing guy that is really, you know, has that ability to kind of add another, you know, um, uh uh another guy that can pin the ears back and go after you, you, you get, you get your Prince will there, you get your, your Kai wall in there. And you know, you pick up, you you, you pick up uh, McGahee now that can kind of go in there and just rotate in. I think he's one of the guys that you just kind of mentioned from last year. I think he's the kind of guy that you say, you're going to get your four. And if you're, if we're bringing you along and we're up in your rep count and we can move you into a rotation, maybe Maybe you don't redshirt next year because yeah. you could be, you could be that kind of guy. I think he's he's a quiet, confident kind of guy. It's really interesting, given you know the fact that his dad was who he was, a first round draft pick of the Buffalo
1: Bills. People forget,
0: and uh, I just I think it's um, I think that's a that's a really interesting guy to keep an eye on this spring.
1: I, well, I wanted to so now we have this, and you're, and you're here. Like, let's kind of go through the 24. 20- for class let's a, do it a little bit, and not not guy by guy, but let's pick got, some stuff out. I got a picture of the class too. I was gonna say, like, you need a list since you don't. I have got, it. I got it. I took a picture last night, so go ahead. Okay, that's good. Um, so I I don't know about specific guys, but like, who who are you picking out? Who you feel like maybe didn't get enough run throughout this throughout this stretch here? Because we know about the we know about the Riolas and the and the Nelsons and some of the highly recruited guys in the class, but like. Who's, yeah. who, who's down there that you're like, man, I think that guy's going to be a good player regardless of the ranking.
0: I think, um, staying on the legacy vibe, I'm going to go Keelan Smith. Um, that was an interesting one for me, too. He's so productive last year, player of the year in Missouri. Um, here now, having a good spring so far. Starting out in the wide receiver room, too, which is interesting uh, so he's got a couple guys like Neor and Banks to kind of go learn from, and and take some tips from here a little bit, and then it's kind of going to be like, you know, does Satterfield come back and start fighting, you know, whom uh, with McGuire to kind of get him back in the room, you know, at some yeah. point for tight end, but I, I think for now, I mean, where Keelan is at, I think it's he's really in a good spot and. Um, I know people want to talk about bricks and I, I've, you know, I've heard, I, I, I can tell you that bricks and pile were very impressive to me when I saw him down in San Antonio, I really liked. And although I think a lot of people would disagree uh, from a couple of plays that they saw, but I liked Preston Talamua a lot in the Polynesian bowl, his frame. I mean, that's a guy that's, you know, not even a year off of having ACL t- uh, t- uh, t- uh, tear and and surgery and came back like in October He's only been playing for like three months on a reconstructed knee, and he and he's playing the Polynesian Bowl against some of the best players in the country. I, I just, I felt like that's a guy to really keep a, a, an eye on too, because he gets overlooked because he's not there. And um, well, let me see, I'm trying to go down through the list here a little bit more. Roger Gradney, yeah. Let's talk about Gradney. A little Roger bit.
1: Gradney, buzz. Let's Gra- do it.
0: So here's here's a rod here's a Roger Gradney nugget for for all of your listeners. Listen up. He is. Surprisingly, having a wonderful spring and putting on size and muscle, and he is just—he is just going to be one of those guys that's going to just d- develop because he didn't have that kind of support that Nebraska is able to give all their athletes between, between the training table and and the 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 great the great facilities and the and just basically the strength and conditioning side of it all together. I have heard some amazing things so far about Roger Graddy and what he's been able to do so far this spring.
1: Here's a, here's a guy who I, you know, and, and I think he became a popular, like, ooh, I like this guy and nobody's talking about him. Barney. Ja'Cory Barney. Oh. I mean, but, like, I, so I, I, I was a hipster on him early. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, I think this guy's going to be really good. And then all of a sudden I think everybody thought that too. The Not kid, surprising he deserves
0: that. The kid was absolutely hilarious because I, sometimes this team stats would be updated at max preps and sometimes they weren't and i'd have yeah. to call him up and then he'd literally like type them back to me like on text message once he had them and he would go that's trash for real like and he <laughs> and he would literally start just kind of like you know but they didn't have a quarterback he was playing quarterback someday, yeah, sometimes sometimes right. yeah. and he just didn't have like a consistent person to distribute the football very well so his stats really weren't where they wanted, where he wanted him to be last year, but from everything that I can gather from the words that he is telling me, uh, I think McGuire is excited about having him in the room. Uh, you just skipped over one there, uh, Hill, Bly Hill at yeah. the bottom. So I was gonna, also, yeah, I was gonna also an trans- interesting
1: guy right there. Okay, so that's what I mean. They they, it's their first full class. Like this is usually a pretty big class, and they got obviously the star power at the top, and it ended up being. Rated really good. And then the transfer class, you had to, you know, just just help out a few places, help right. out a few areas. Obviously you talked about Banks and Nayer already and Stefan Thompson, but got another offensive lineman who, you know, is is probably gonna be a player for Mazooka. you in Mazooka. Um and nobody's talking about Black Hill. No, so, and, well, I will let you talk about Bly And Hill. that
0: is one that was mentioned by name last night when we were kind of standing back there talking to like the people that were associated with the team. He's going to be a really interesting guy to watch. Uh, you know, like, like, you know, like we were talking like, you know, we could probably circle five guys and go, here's probably your starters. But if you don't include him as a boundary guy, um, I, I think you're probably missing out a little bit. He is super physical super athletic he's got this great frame on him right and i think that he could kind of move very fluidly between you know either boundary to to safety you know and, and kind of you know field safety or whatever so
1: they have like 100 defensive backs so cooper talked about that
0: it was really an interesting question and an interesting insight about like hey you guys got 10 defensive back commitments he's like well this is a different defense right you're you're five guys back there all the time that are on the field that yeah. are in my room, so yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna be shaped a little bit differently in our class from like a numbers perspective. So it's it's gonna take some getting used to. I think you and I would sit there and go, we get it, but we really wished like another Carlon Jones or a couple more defensive linemen would have found their way. You know, you you skip over a couple of linebackers, but I, th- I think you and I would kind of say, and I I picked on it because I'm a defensive lineman, I'm gonna point it out as like wished there was another. Defensive lineman in the class. And clearly, they just, were just trying to get one. Right, right, right. Just, I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like that was something that they were very happy with. But I think this could be something that they're, they, they, still feel comfortable with with what they've got.
1: Well, and, and the thing is, and there's a lot of flexibility too because you've given yourself the time with all of the young guys that you had producing on the defensive line last year, right? And that you don't feel like you need to supplement that right now. Sure, you have you have time to do that. You still, sure, you always want to add, yeah, but you you do have a little bit of time because of the way that those guys are just going to be entrenched at that spot.
0: Yeah, just after next year, when you when you are going to roll out and you're going to not have Ty and you're not going to have Nash, you're you're really going to need to try to find a way to to kind of groom whomever it is that you feel like you're going to take on take on those jobs the next year. Yeah, but or whoever, right?
1: So and then. You know, I was I was thinking about too, and looking through the class, and we talked about it earlier with the with the kind of scholarships and where they're at right now. Who's going to play? Just the the kind of flexibility, like the, it just feels like they have. There's, and this goes without saying because you're going into year two, right? There's just so much more known right now, mm. and then you can kind of build around that, and you know, softly, gently, you know, put guys into roles. Yeah, it just feels like a really. Positive environment for development, which has always been the thing that they talk about all along. It just—it feels like they're going to be able to do that. They're right on track with
0: it. I I agree, and and, I, and that was something that was also talked about last night about how guys were switching over from different sides of the football. I mentioned check before, Jeremiah Charles did it, you know, and it, and it is kind of this thing like where they have like similar you know abilities and traits to kind of go ahead and do that, and then there's kind of a need, and then how things kind of then play out once they get to Lincoln. But to your point. I think they're beyond like kind of just throwing spaghetti at the wall and figuring out like how this stuff is going to kind of work. They have a much better idea about how that stuff's going to kind of, and then they're going to say like, we're a little thin, you know, find a recruiting guy. Don't have a recruiting guy. Well, is there something else we can do? Like something else, somebody else that can move over, I don't think you're going to see a lot more wholesale changes in
1: that area. Well, I always ask about 25 quarterback every week. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm just going to keep doing that. But, there, but there's also, um, you know, Rule Talked, the, what was it this week or was it last now? Um, I guess it was last, signing yeah. day. signing day. Gosh, time, time. I guess, goes fast. I don't even right? know what week it is anymore. Um, but he, he's talked about the room and how they were kind of all in on the three guys that they have right now but he certainly didn't shut the door to potentially finding the right situation for a guy this summer if you if he is maybe maybe he's a developmental guy maybe he's a one year back like I don't know exactly what they're looking for but it does It does factor into the conversation for 25 quarterback. Sure. Which is, you know, obviously starting to heat up now.
0: Well, I mean, they've offered four guys in the last, you know, four or five weeks. Um, I've got a story coming up on the guy that's the first one out of that group to set up an official visit in April, TJ Latif. All of them, every single one of them, has brought up the name Dylan Rayola to me. They are very well aware of what Nebraska got last year. He's omnipresent. Yes, exactly. He's in the conversation. And, you know, I I, just can't help but think a little bit that that was in Mansky's mind because things radically changed between he and Nebraska in December. Once that kind of all happened and played out, I mean, like it kind of did with Kalen, at least at first, you know, then Kalen gets back in the class, which by the way, Heard last night, great friendly competitiveness between those guys, Rayola, Rayola and Kalen. So, I, I'm I'm thinking that I'm thinking that with Latif scheduled to come in in April, um, I I think you can kind of go ahead and draw a little circle around his name and say, looks like the number one guy. But um,
1: in the post Mansky era, in the
0: post Mansky <laughs> era of this recruiting board for yeah. quarterbacks, I, I think Latif would be their the number one guy. I think people are going to understand too that that's not going to be a one and done dude. He is going to take some official visits.
1: Well, and because he's
0: visited nowhere so far, I mean, he's dependent upon these official visits to make trips.
1: Trips, and you can usually tell by who the first guy in right. is, and. You know I think that's a pretty good indicator, right? Absolutely. There of how much, they, totally. How much they like him. Well, I mean, before you know it, we're gonna, you know, start thinking about, you know, that stuff. Summer, yeah. What's what's it gonna look like? I'm, you know, we're we're headed down that road right now.
0: Well, I mean, and and we're gonna be talking about. Uh, as soon as we're turning the page into April and May, you and I are going to be talking about 2026 guys and where and where's Nebraska kind of at with some of those guys. I mean, Jet over here at Millard South, he obviously belongs on Nebraska's radar. There's no doubt about that to me. Um so I, th- I think quarterback is another thing that remains a very important thing like you and I said. Like there's a completely catastrophic scenario that could play out in that room. Um But then at the the same time, if if everything stays gelled and everybody stays happy, then you can just kind of continually kind of just add this guy and be in a maintenance mode and kind of keep going forward with, you know, hopefully Dylan being the guy that you're you're hoping that he can be.
1: Yeah, hopefully we don't go down too far down the road of the catastrophic situation. But, you know, you always got to think about it. You have to. You (laughs) have
0: to be prepared for it. I I think that Rule and his staff have been – halfway prepared to, like, address that stuff. Right. Like, I, I don't think that anything's caught them by, too much by surprise.
1: No, it, it feels like, I don't know, when, I, when I hear him talk, he feels like I, not only he's in control, um, but... And, and then he keeps on bringing it up, too. He's like, look, what did I tell you? That this, this, and this was going to happen, and this, this, and this happened, and it's good." to... So, now, I, I was talking about this the other week, like, after that's happened so many times now, I'm like, you know what, I kind of just... I'm going to sit back and be like, all right, good. I guess I won't panic. You. It seems like you got this all under control. I,
0: I, I really feel like you could probably go ahead and, and take the – if if Josh is feeling uh, like he needs to get into some more of this editing stuff, you could take the Buddha doll and put Rule's head on it and just go ahead and call him the, the Ruda or whatever you want to say. Because the
1: Ruda.
0: Yeah, the Ruda, and, and that that would probably work because I think that there's a – there's kind of a Zen-like quality with him that he just does not get rattled about things, number one. I think he's always got a way out. There's always an exit strategy. There's always a, a way that he can kind of go ahead and substitute things, and I think he's done a tremendous job because he just has never put all the eggs in this one basket. I know the way Kalen played out with with rail at first, but he had that exit to go back to Kalen right away. He's He's got it all kind of planned
1: out. Well, he's, he's you know, and then in his previous stops, I mean, we always like to draw conclusions, draw, you know, connectors to those. He's he's never had a guy like that. I mean, no. He's never, this is this is the. I mean, even including in his time in in Carolina, I guess. I guess with the exception of maybe Cam Newton, this will be the best quarterback he's ever been around. I
0: I you know? I, I, I tell you what, some of the films till they played last night of Rayola was some stuff that I guess maybe I just hadn't seen before. Pretty amazing stuff. I, I think everybody should be really fired up to see what's happening with him.
1: Oh man, yeah, we're it's it's going to be a little bit different around here. I think that's for sure. And and different in a good way, in that you'll have like competent quarterback play, which I think is right would be uh, advantageous to Nebraska football. Uh, Travis on the YouTube says um, he's he he's got a guy. Here's now here's a guy, a low key guy. I think will develop into something after a couple of years. Is Quinn Clark? He'll be a red zone beast. But
0: Quinn pick. Clark came up last night as well. Sean was quick at to that. quick to note about Quinn Clark and love his length, love his body control. He seems to have just this uh, ability to kind of know like where the football is going to be at and then he's got an amazing radi- catch radius. And, and and I just there's not another guy like that in this class. He's he's really built differently with the length. He's got this long stride. He's really still, you know, a really nice sprinter. He's got good speed as well. Um yeah, I I think that that's another dude. And, and it's like a whole bunch of hybrid guys. But that that and that's yeah. where I was going to go. The next thing was like is he gonna play X or does he slide down to Y at some point? Because you know he gets to two thirty-five, and you know, and then all of a sudden you're going, you could still do this, but we really feel like if you get a linebacker or a safety matchup versus a corner, oh my gosh, you could Dangerous. just go to you could just go to work on that dude. Yeah. Like, and I think that that's really the, the the thing that I see with Quinn Clark happening.
1: They have like at least a handful of those guys on. That if they're working on right now, Saturday, on the
0: he, he's got to be just drooling, absolutely drooling with what the matchup problems that he can create yeah. between Fedoni and Nelson and Clark and Smith and all those guys, potentially a Lofton. You know, yeah, the similar guy. Like Lofton's really a wide receiver right now. You have to really project him out to play. You know, any type of
1: hybrid. Uh, Munson, anything else you want to hit before we before we get you out of here? Anything we miss? No,
0: you know, I just really appreciate getting a chance to kind of meet with you. I saw you last summer in July, man, and it was good catching up with you then. Checking some baseball out. We were in baseball today. I, w- I would have been in Arlington today. Right, yeah, I would have been. I was there last year checking it out. And, uh, zero zero top of the second. By the way. Yeah. So I I, I would have liked to have gotten a chance to go, out, go go back down there and do that. But I am here. I appreciate the snow. But I'm good with the snow with where it's ended. Just don't. I don't oh, need. To yeah. I don't need. To, I don't need to see anymore. You, I'm good. You can walk mock out. it now.
1: Yeah, you, this is this is what I was saying earlier. You walk outside, and I, I say great, go ahead, snow all you want, because you're going to be gone in 48 hours. See right. Later. Snow's right. Gone. Now, I don't know if it's gone forever. I'm not making any predictions about the snow, but I am saying this specific snow, will not be in existence yeah. I mean, in two short days.
0: No, couple in-state tours, you know, be, be on yeah. the lookout Sunday and Sunday. So we'll have capsule, capsule, and then ongoing content following those, the meeting with those teams.
1: HuskerOnline.com. Uh, the Tunnel Talk is up from today, which is always uh, a feature that people are excited about. I always like when people start the... Uh, the message board topic on the weeks where you guys don't do the tunnel talk that says, "Where's my tunnel?" Where's the tunnel talk? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one. I click on that every time.
0: I'm guilty as well. There's some. There are some characters on the site, and just know that everything I said today, you know, with uh, giving the voices or whatever, we love you. <laughs> we, lo- we we you are you are our people.
1: Uh, Munson, appreciate it, man. Thanks for stopping by. This was great.
0: Thank you for having me, man.
1: Brian Munson, huskeronline.com. Check out the stuff there with Sean, Sipple, Robin, and, uh, and the whole crew. Abby And Abby and Grant. And Grant. And a baseball guy. Yeah. Who I, I'm leaving I, him out. Yeah. Okay. Am I missing anybody now? Nope. All right. All right. We got, got them all. Got them. We got them all now. <laughs> That's Brian Munson. We'll come back and uh, see where we head next on 1620 The Zone.